In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, that's a tough question. That is a tough question. And welcome to Girlfriend It, where we want to rally you to do the remarkable. This is Patty and Lisa, and we are taking the lead this very day, hopefully. We are taking the lead on talking about leadership and the significance of healthy leadership. We just attended a two-day leadership conference with the Willow Creek Association, and we got to hear a variety of great leaders who lead in various fields and just... We are still like trying to process that and soak all that information in. I know, and so we'll keep going through all of our notes. And um, we always, when we go to these things, we love we love to ask questions. And some people might say we interrogate people with our questions, but <laughs> questions are so good. And we always like to kind of interview people as they're walking out in there to go, okay. Who impacted you? Because at the summit, you're hearing probably at least 10 different leaders from a variety, like you said, a variety of fields sharing all those different things. So it's different temperaments, different issues. And so we always like to hear what, what impacted other people as we leave. And so it's always so interesting to hear what resonates with this person and doesn't resonate with that person. And um, what we love about the Leadership Summit, I think we've been going, what, for nine years? Nine years. And um, I remember one of the first ones that we went to. When we were 15. We were 15, exactly. (laughs) And um, I was was still working a full-time job, and it was where we were like, okay, we're we're ready to take Girlfriend It, but it's going to require some sacrifice, like, you know, letting go of a paycheck and letting go of something stable to pursue your passion. Ouch. Yes. Mm-hmm. And your dream. And I think so at that crossroads going, okay, if I really want to do my calling, live my calling, I'm convicted. It, it might mean I need to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being an angst kind of over that doing, you know, leaving something secure to pursue something that maybe has potential, mm-hmm. but yet it was one of those things, even your soul, you're like, I have to do it. I will be sinning or it will be wrong if I don't pursue that. So I remember literally the week before the summit, I gave my notice. Mm-hmm. And you know, you were in that journey and it was tough. And so as we were sitting at that very first summit, it was amazing because it was almost like some of the words were just directed at me. Yeah. Like It was so affirming. And I remember you would look at me going, I'm so glad you quit your job because if you hadn't, you would be so busted by God right now that you weren't obeying him. (laughs) And because we are a we thing, you're like, okay, I'm so glad you were obedient because so we can go forward. So, and you know what, that is such a good point because so many times we get trapped in that survival mode and we have these dreams and aspirations out here and it's 
to hit those dreams, you have to almost get out of your box. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the other day we were, we were sitting there way too long. I think we had a four hour Starbucks conversation with one of our very, very close friends. And we got in that conversation of, if you've never failed, like what if you would have quit and that wasn't the right decision? I mean, obviously it was because you got to be with me and that, that made <laughs> And you remind me of that all the time. <laughs> what a great decision that was. But you go, you have to take that leap and jump. And, and for, you know, our listeners out there, it, there comes a point in your life where you're hearing this right now and you go, okay, I have got to take this risk. I've got to move out of this apathetic, you know, this perspective of just survival mode. And I need to jump and do exactly what, what makes me want to dream, what really excites me. And I know one of the questions that we talked about as we were sitting there was when was the last time that you were in like your sweet spot where you literally were ecstatic with what you were doing in the day? Yeah. And I know for, for you and I, we were saying, you know, it's when we do conferences, we absolutely love doing conferences. And that is training women, inspiring and encouraging and watching the light bulb go on, which reminds me, we always have this conversation. I'm going to interrupt you. We're going to do it because we, that's what we do, but we always are talking, going, does the light bulb go off or does it go on when, when you get an aha moment? And it was funny because one of the speakers goes, and then the light went on and we both looked at each other and went, the it light goes on. goes on. It goes on. So as you were saying. See, we learn so much. We <laughs> learn. It's those little things in life that really make a difference. So that has impacted us. Yes, it has. <laughs> and, and that's the thing that we love just um, rubbing shoulders with other leaders. And so many times as women, we hear, oh, I'm not a leader. And leadership is wherever, whatever your circle of influence is, you're influencing people. Therefore you're, you're leading. Mm -hmm. And we have to really take hold of that. Cause if you're not seeing yourself as a leader, then that means you're really not, you're not doing anything. You're not, you're leading in your home, you're leading in your community, you're leading in your, you know, in your churches, it's just your circle of influence. And you really do need to be leading. You need to be influencing others for the Lord. Which takes us to one of the things Bill Hybels did was he was talking about some qualities of leadership. And he was saying that there are three kind of um, components. There's like, there's leaders that are under challenged, there are leaders that are appropriately challenged, and then there's the dangerously over-challenged. And so we kind of put this question out there, which we want to put out to all of us, is where do you do your best work on this scale? Like your best writing, your best leading, your best reflection time, quiet time, your best um, praying, all that stuff. Where on that scale is that falling? And so many times people are either under challenged in it, but they're not, they're not growing and learning. Like you said, as a leader, a, a dynamic leader, somebody that's always learning, you know, whether it's through books or conversations or people. And so many times people are in that dangerously over challenged where they're stressed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, they're burned out. They have mm-hmm. nothing more to give. And he was saying where you want to be just a little bit above the appropriately challenged and a little bit in the dangerous because it kind of keeps you on the edge. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see so many times is, like you said, people either they, they allow fear and intimidation and kind of paralysis where they don't see themselves as a leader. They're doing 
doing marketing and you know you're in the advertising world but you absolutely can't stand talking to people and you have to you know you have to spend hours to rejuvenate yourself to then perhaps that that shouldn't be in your field you right. need to be in more of a I'm not saying you have to be in an introverted world but maybe you do the writing part of the marketing you know rather than being out there as the as the salesperson and so you really have to start analyzing am I in that and that place in my life where I want to wake up in the morning and not only make Satan trimmer, but I'm going to be so excited about my day and ready to take it on. Exactly. And I, and I think it was so many things that we learned at that summit from the different speakers that just kind of got our adrenaline going and buzzing. And, and um, I know like one of our, one of the speakers we really liked is this guy, Patrick Lencioni, who has written numerous books, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team and Death by Meeting. And he has a new book, Getting Naked, which is talking about getting vulnerable, which I think so many of us struggle with being vulnerable and uh, unauthentic. And he gave so many great illustrations. And of course, I love him because he's my temperament. He's that ENFP, if people have taken that disc thing. And so I totally resonate. And he's one of those ones that can go, he'll say, I remember the first time he talked, he said, you know, I'll be talking and all of a sudden a bird will fly and a trail, a thought would go. And you know what? You and me can follow that so easy. And it was funny how some people that really is stressful to listen to a speaker like that, but we kind of get energized by them. Yes. (laughs) I don't know what that says about us. (laughs) And I love the part uh, about the, you know, like you said, getting naked. It's just that vulnerability and putting yourself out there to be authentic. things for us. But I think it's because we ask and we put ourselves, you, you do, you get naked out there where it's like, Hey, we don't know how to do this. We, we can't figure it out. Can you help us? And, and people love to be a part of something that's bigger than them. And you can be very resourceful that way. Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, I know like another one, I, we're just going to kind of throw out cause we're setting the stage today for leading and we have some incredible guests come on with the show. And, and even our next guest is a woman who's just a powerful leader and just just we we need to glean from each other these leadership and just see how other people lead their lives and and the risks they're willing to take and the failures that they're willing to go that's okay I'm going to learn from that and I think so many times we see leaders and we only see the the success stories and we don't we don't hear about all that led up to that and all the trials and tribulations that led to getting to that point and I, I know um, we, we listened to a couple of different speakers and one was this gal dynamic Michelle Ree who um, really took on DC in the school system and I'd, I'd seen her once on Oprah and she really she went in there as the kind of the superintendent the chairperson and she um, cleaned out the school system because she realized the success rate of kids coming out graduating was Talk so about low. a risk taker I mean truly how do you wake up in the morning and go I think I'm going to close down 23 schools uh, fire a thousand teachers and 23 principals and be able to continue in my life <laughs> exactly and she's one of those ones she said somebody said you know how to how does like criticism because she had people picketing in front of her house and her and her office and they're like how can you how do you sustain that and she's like you know what when I was growing up it my mom always said you don't really need friends (laughs) (laughs) 
You're antisocial. Yeah, you're antisocial. <laughs> and, and then her mom said, it's serving you well right now. <laughs> and it was great because you have to learn to go, okay, I believe so much in the cause and what I'm doing that the, criti- the critical voices will always be screaming at you, always. And anybody that's doing anything significant are, is going to have those voices. And it's like, how do, we, how do we minimize those so that we are still going forward with our calling and, and with our conviction? So I think that's just a challenge for all leaders. And so I just want to encourage anybody out there to even get on and get, you can get some of these notes from some of these people. You know, Patrick Lencioni, get on his site, see some things. He's doing some great things. This Michelle Ree. Um, there's some just some great leaders that we can really glean information from. And I even know our next guest, Kathy's going to be somebody we're just going to glean from. She has spoken to so many women's groups. And I always hear from women, especially some of the younger ones going, I get to listen to her all day because she's speaking words of wisdom mm-hmm. and from experience. Mm-hmm. So we just want to encourage you to sit back. Just think about your own life, where you're taking the lead, and some leadership principles as we go into our show and hear from some dynamic guests. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Togginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. 
It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we're talking this day about taking the lead in areas in our lives where we need to take the lead and be challenged maybe in some areas where we're kind of living in that under-challenge zone. And our next guest is, is a good friend, is a lady who is dynamic, inspiring, and she's one that is really taking the lead, not only in her own life, but in our community and even beyond. And the ripple effects are astounding. Um, Kathy Herod is, uh, is someone that, that really is taking the lead. And um, well, she, she's in demand as a speaker and consultant. And her opinion and, and voice lend credibility in the faith-based communities as well as in the political arenas. Well, Kathy is the president of Center for Arizona Policy and an influential leader in our state. She's also a mom, a wife, and she's a great friend to many. And she is leading causes. We're going to hear about the stance she takes. She, she's no um, stranger to criticism, <laughs> and yet it doesn't deter her at all, and I love her tenacity. So, Kathy, welcome to Girlfriend. We are so excited to have you with us. Well, thanks, Lisa and Patty. I'm just delighted and blessed to be with you this morning. Well, we, there's so much we could talk about, and we have spent some time, and we've heard you from afar, we've heard you up close, we've heard about you, people have talked about you behind your back, that women just love listening to you, because you are inspiring to women to go out there and take the lead and take the challenge. And so, can you just share a little bit of your own personal journey that has kind of led you to this point in your life? Oh, sure, and um, thank you for those um, sweet words. You know, my life today is very different than it was when I was in my late teens and early 20s. Uh, my background, I'm a child of divorce. Um, my, um, my, I would say my politics were liberal. I was someone who thought that abortion was legal and it should stay that way and really had, um, you know, a dramatic change in my life when I came to um, believe in Jesus as my Lord and Savior and then went through a period of time. My background had been political. I worked a lot of political jobs really enjoyed politics, which I know some people think is kind of strange and weird, and maybe I have um, some issues I need to deal with with that, but, um, but that's, you know, was always my passion and my interest, but after I, you know, became a Christian, it was like, well, okay, Christians don't get involved in politics, and Christian women especially don't, um, you know, get involved in politics, and, you know, God just had a different plan for me, and, and I started, you know, a lot of what happened with me was, well, I became a mom. And so, you know, I would see how what was going on in the culture, what went on in the, it's not politics really, it's public policy, but what happened at our state capitol, at our nation's capitol, directly impacted my ability to parent my children as I believe I was to, as, as I believe God would have me to. And so as a mother, I felt like, okay, I've, you know, the mama bear instinct almost that, you mm-hmm. know, I've got to, got to be involved and, and pay attention to this because of my kids. Um, looking at God's word, if we're to be soft and light, to me, soft and light means, uh, you know, we're to be involved in all the world. Um, you know, we're not just to go into certain fields, we're to go into all the fields. And so, you know, saw, you know, reasons for that. Certainly see the impact of divorce on families and, and what our laws have done to, Further divorce, in a sense, and not protect women and children, especially. Um, I I have a number of um, you know close friends who have abortion in their past. When I was growing up, I had um, a, a very a relative that I was very close to that I saw up close and firsthand what abortion did to her life. And you know, so it started to see that okay, we've got legal abortion in our country, and it's hurting women. And so you know, just start you know feel that call and that tug that God had given me some gifts. And I was to use those to be active, to speak out on, on these issues. 
Well, it's amazing all the things that you do. And and one of the things, you're, you're like the um, a modern-day Nehemiah where you're literally just building this wall of protection for, for so many out there. Like you said, you, you've you hit with abortion. You, you, um, you've hit it strong with just families and, and divorce. And the, the cool thing about it is that you have such clear, that razor focus, Kathy, that all these critics, which they just are the ones screaming louder than the ones that are supporting you, it seems, at times, um, you don't care. You just keep moving forward, and you literally have the sword in one hand. You have prayer warriors, and you're just charging people full stream ahead. And to lead with that laser focus is just so phenomenal. How do you how do you do it when you wake up in the morning, and it just seems like the critics are screaming louder than the ones that are putting those blocks on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it's it's really a walk of obedience, and uh, and it's not um, it's trying to keep my eyes on the Lord, and, you know, I've often said that I've done this the right way, the wrong way, and always in between, you know, in a sense, and so, and, it, and it's a constant learning experience, but it, it's that knowing in my knower that I'm doing what God has called me to, so it's a walk of obedience, it's not up to me whether we win or lose, you know, all the issues that I address that are cultural issues, um, you know, there's a political and a public policy side to it as far as what legislation is doing. But there's also such a ministry component with hurting people. And so, you know, I want to be careful that, that my rhetoric, you know, shows that compassion that, you know, it's like, you know, we had, you know, the example on the life issue on how to protect women and how to protect children. We can do things in the political arena that make a difference. And so, you know, that's what it's about. But it, it, um, it is just trying, it's just keeping a firm grip, I think, on that this is what God's called me to do. And because of that, I do have the blessing of, you know, that there's joy in that. Yes, it's hard at times. Yes, there are times where I'm like, oh, you know, why am I doing this? And, you know, I never bargained for this kind of thing. And, you know, I'm not one who, I've never had a career plan. Um, I never thought I would be president of Center for Arizona Policy. That was not something I aspired to. You know, I got a law degree, passed the bar exam to be licensed as an attorney, and wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and was a stay-at-home mom for a number of years. And, you know, so it's like, so this is this is, has to be the Lord because it's not anything that I set out. And, you know, I've kind of popped off before that, um, you know, no scripture talks about counting the cost, but if you count the cost before you do things, you won't do a lot of things. So mm-hmm. it's more like, is this what God would have me do? And if it is, then I sure want to be obedient because I, I'm going to stand before the Lord someday and be accountable for what I did or didn't do. Well, you have brought up so many issues because I think so many times, especially like for young girls and just for women in general, we we are kind of bombarded with we need to know our plan and know the direction and really have it mapped out. And like you said, you you had no idea that God would lead you and you would be the president someday of such um, a significant organization leading the charge. And we find so many times that what God calls you to do, he equips you to do. And I know that, you know, you have a background as, as an attorney and, and you come from that mom lens, which you really represent women in such a profound way from the stay-home mom to the career woman. And when you came over and you came, and you started, you know, working for the Center for Arizona Policy, so much about that. And Patty and I talk so much about teamwork and rallying people and going forward and that a good leader inspires people to take the charge. Can you talk about some of the challenges and some of the ways that women, whether they're leading an organization or leading their family or leading a group of friends, what does it look like to inspire people and to really be convicted of, of a calling and just to go forward? 
Well, the challenge that I face, especially I'm in my six years being president, and I was with Center for Arizona Policy for nine years before that in a part-time role doing lobbying and legislative work. So when I became CAP president, um, I, I, let me be careful I say this, you know, I felt like I had two choices. I could either be the mom nurturer or I could be that other dirty word that women bosses can be at times. And, you know, I don't. I don't, I don't look at myself as being, um, you know, the, the boss. I mean, it, it's taken me a long time to get used to being the boss. It took me a long time to get used to that I have a full-time job now, that it's full-time plus, and, and what that was like. But, um, you know, I believe that in the abundance of counselors, there's wisdom. And so I'm not someone who's really top-down. You know, it's been an adjustment for me to get to the point where, okay, this is a decision I'm going to make, and some aren't going to like it. Um, but this is this is what I'm called to do, and this is what I'm supposed to do. So, you know, my management style, if there is such a thing, has been more um, in the abundance of counselors. There's wisdom. I value having a board that I can bounce things off of so that, you know, I don't feel like I'm, I'm alone. My husband has been, you know, an incredibly strong support, and so and I've had the support of my children. And so, so that's, you know, that's part of it, but it's like, it, you know, I'm one that I guess I learned a long time ago on leadership, that if I go into a meeting and, okay, here's what I think should happen, that through the discussion that we have in the meeting, that the end result, you know, that I trust that that's what God would have, and it may be very different from what I went into, we're about to launch a major new effort to try to um, reach out and, and serve in the public schools. And so my initial ideas on that are not exactly where we're at today because it gets refined and it moves on. So I'm not fixed at what I think has to happen. You know, it's like, okay, here's my idea or here's, here's my vision or here's where I think we need to go. But, it, you know, is there wisdom in the abundance of counselors? Are we all on the same page? And it really is a team mentality. And I think the other thing about leadership is being willing to do anything. You know, part being willing to do what it takes, and I don't mean working 70 hours a week, but, you know, do what it takes to get the job done. So, you know, if you do your own typing, you take the garbage out. I mean, you know, not have this high and mighty or diva type attitude. Um, you know, that now there's some things I can't do anymore because I don't have the time. But, you know, just trying to have that, I guess, it's, I don't know that I would say I have a huge servant heart, but trying to have something of a servant heart and being merciful and compassionate with those you're working with and those you're serving. And I think that's such a key point because it is, that's how you develop team loyalty, and draw team when they when they see you are like them and you're not asking them to do something you're not willing to do. And I think that's such a important part of leadership that so many times the leaders like you said, leading from top down, they don't get that. And then you're at well, there's tension. Well, and I would you know, I will readily admit that I I learning to not micromanage is an ongoing process for me. And whether that's just a female temperament or what, but you know, that that tendency to control and to micromanage and want to see everything and do everything, you know, that, that's that been a gradual process for me to let go of that. You know, I'm in a position where my name goes on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I want to see anything that has my name on it. Okay, but then there are other things like, you know, the design of a publication or, you know, where I want to oversee the context, but the design of the, you know, there are the other factors and other decisions that, okay, let go, and I don't have to know the colors that are going on in invitation. I don't have to know the design of the invitation that what the other people on my team come up with, you know, hallelujah, bless you, go for it. You know, and that, but that, that's a learning process, to, you know, because otherwise you really are working 70 or 80 hours a week and no one else gets anything done and no one really wants to work with you. 
Okay, Kathy, you just touched on something that for every woman, um, we have to go into a commercial break, but we need to come back and kind of unpack that a little bit about that micromanaging because it's hard when you see that invitation out there that didn't have your stamp of approval on it. So come, uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you, Kathy. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. We'll be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible. Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Togginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen. And listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. We've been talking with Kathy Parrott, president of Center for Arizona Policy, which is committed to promoting and defending the foundational values of life, marriage, and family. And we've been having a, just a great discussion on having that servant's heart and to have the mercy and compassion, and which also brings in loyalty and the one thing, though, that Kathy was just talking about was that management, and I think as women, just really struggle with that because you someone coming up with maybe a different name uh, for an organization or they're putting something on an invitation that doesn't have your flair or doesn't really have your style, and you mm-hmm. have a tendency to want to 
kind of um, micromanage. Yeah, control it. It's hard to delegate and release. So, Kathy, you want to talk to us about that? Well, I'm still in that learning phase. I mean, as you're saying that, you know, the other example is my children right now are 21 and 26. So uh, I was trying to explain to my daughter the other day what letting go means, and because I never understood what letting go means as a parent even. And so now that they're 21 and 26, you know, I can't make their decisions for them. I can't, you know, I don't know who they're going out with. I don't know what clothes they're buying. I mean, all the kind of things that we're used to as mothers and as women, what we're programmed to take care of details and that kind of thing, letting go of those details is a is a life change, you know, in, in ways that, and that may sound dramatic, but it's true, and it, it's an ongoing process for me. I mean, I, I know there are things I no longer oversee, um, you know, things like, you know, how the design of an invitation. I, I may see it, you know, but if, if it's a fundraising letter, or if it's an, something that's going out and emails my name, I, I always see that, and I have the opportunity to, to edit that. But other things on, um, you know, trying to, to get to where I'm not um, overseeing things and letting other people do it and let them flourish and use their talents, um, you know, but that, that's a learning process. I don't have any great words of wisdom on that because I'm still learning. I feel like I've made progress, but it, it's an ongoing process because you have to really be keyed in to what you're thinking and what you're doing and stop yourself almost. Yeah, and you know what? As a mom, that you're right. If, if you have children, they're, they're a good learning. They're the good guinea pigs to <laughs> try not to micromanage them, then you do better with your team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they really asking me for advice here? Um, you know, let, let me try to figure this out. If I just need to keep my mouth shut, and I think it's hard for—it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut. So I'm trying to learn that. <laughs> well, we're fellow learners with you in that in that arena. And I—I I just have to ask you too. You were—you were talking about it's nice that you're able to process these things out loud um, with your board, and then of course, and you know, we know that you have a phenomenal husband. And uh, that, that's always a huge plus when you can share those things with your husband. But do you have just that, that one girlfriend? Because so many times women that are real strong leaders, it's really lonely at the top. And they don't have that one person. And as Lisa and I say, you know, we know things on each other that we're going to take to the grave. And uh, those grave stories that you just have got to, you know, basically be able to scream and, and really process those things. Do you, do you have that one person? You know, I don't have that one person that I would say right now. I'm getting there maybe. Um, I have um, my husband and I have a, a really solid home group with, it's interesting, it's five couples and I think we're at three or four different churches now. And so, and, and there are several leaders in the group. And so that has been a huge blessing. And that is a group of women that are really supporting me and backing me up. And so, you know, I can call them, you know, and I have two or three other friends that, that I can call. Um, but you're right. Um, I do believe that leadership is a lonely place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, especially as a woman, you know, before I took, uh, you know, to be real candid and I guess transparent here, one of my concerns about being Center for Arizona Policy President was could a woman do this? Was it a Christian male world or, you know, uh, you know, my age helps. I'm in my early 50s. And so my age helps in a sense, um, because I'm everybody's mother now or something like that. But, <laughs> you know, but it's, it is, you know, it is hard, um, and to, you know, I do, I've, I've often thought that, you know, I'm in an interesting world because I'm an attorney. I've, I've been a stay-at-home mom. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a mixture of a lot of different things, and I think we have more and more women do, doing that, and we, we have women doing part-time work and that kind of thing, and, and I'm a firm believer in trying to be home with your kids when, you're li- when they're little and all of that. 
So, you know, it is, you know, where do I fit in sometimes? And then you're a leader and you're visible and and people have ideas about what they think you are and what your needs are or may not be and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it is hard, but then it kind of gets back to, okay, am I doing what the Lord would have me do? You know, my my marriage is solid and that um, is a partnership and we just went away for three and a half weeks together, um, just the two of us and had a great time together. And so, you know, so that, that, you know, feels the need, but I, I think, I think female relationships are hard. I mean, I, I do think that um, it's a blessing when you have that one or, you know, one or two female friends that you can really count on and that get you and, and accept you as you are and that type of thing. Well, and, you know, I love you just being vulnerable because we've so many times women just don't have a place where they can really process out loud and just process their feelings. And so many times, you know, in leadership, especially what, whether you're leading in your family, you're leading, you know, major corporations, it's a role that's misunderstood. And sometimes you have to make decisions and you have to do things that people just understand. And so loneliness and isolation can set in to varying degrees with that. And it is important to have somebody that you can just process out loud without having to worry that's safe to do that. And that's hard to find that, and it's, it takes a lot of discernment um, because not everybody, you know, can handle some of the things. And I know sometimes it's, it's like you start to go there with somebody and they'll flip the conversation and you just realize, okay, they don't want to hear when we're vulnerable, you know, because sometimes as leaders it's, it's tiring. And can you address a little bit of that? Because um, even though we may know we, we, we're good of something and we have a calling and you're just running for it, and you are someone that continually runs, um, literally and figuratively, how do you keep your passion alive, and how do you keep it going in the midst of just being emotionally and physically tired sometimes? How do you refuel? How do you keep that passion alive? Um, okay, but, but I'll, I'll answer that, but let me just say, I think as women, we also, through the years, we learn what type of women we can be close to and what type of women will drain us, and just, you know, and it's nothing that's wrong with that. Our personalities and temperaments are different, and so there are some women that we're going to gel with and some we're not, and that's okay. And that's something that we have to learn and accept that we're not going to be best friends with everybody and that that's okay. Um, but as far as, you know, what I do, a big thing for me is praise music. Um, when I'm in my car, you know, people think I'm listening to talk radio all the time. I seldom listen to talk radio. Uh, if I'm not talking on my phone when I'm driving, which I probably should not admit that, but if I'm not talking on my phone when I'm driving, I've got a praise tape on. And, and that... What that does for me is it usually I wake up with a praise song in my head, uh, you know, the praise song in my head, and then it stays with me. Uh, you know, so there's some praise song usually going through my head, and if I've not done that, then I'm just kind of lost or whatever jingle I've heard out, you know, gets in my head. And so just keeping, well, I guess that's keeping it in my spirit, but, but praise music is a big deal for me to just have that praise tape going. The other thing is I read um, mystery novels, and I've even been reading these suspense novels, so my husband would tell you that there are weekend days where I'm just laid out on the couch all day long reading a novel that's just an escape novel. It's not some book I have to read. It's not some novel that I should have to read. So, you know, that's my escape. I love to go to movies, too. Um, my husband and I do have um, one, uh, a couple that are dear friends of ours that we go out to dinner with them probably at least three times a month. You know, we probably try to hit it about once a week. So, you know, that gets me away and not in front of the computer and that kind of thing. So, you know, having, um, you know, having some of that social time, but, but that, that's really, you know, it for me. I'm also, I'll admit this, you know, that saying when the going gets tough, the tough goes shopping. Um, yes. I like to have what I, what I call my wander days where I may go stop in at a couple of consignment shops, go walk a mall, 
You know, I mean, that's, you know, there are days where, you know, I'll just take, you know, if I need to take off at 3 or 4, for example, and go walk a mall and then, you know, pick up again in the evening if I need to on something. But that's, you know, I mean, those are the kind of things that work for me is that, you know, the intensity of it can be overwhelming. So if I just get out and go for a walk, I'm also a firm believer in vacations. I take my time off. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you've got to have those breaks. Um, and so, you know, you, you just have to plan that. Absolutely. And that, that is the thing. If you don't plan, um, I think you have to plan your passion. At, you know, I, even though you're, you're passionate about what you're doing, you have to have a side passion. Like you said, even if it's wandering around a consignment store, <laughs> you have to make that a part of, of your week. It's funny. Sometimes when Lisa and I feel so beat up, we find ourselves, like even at CJ Maxx or Ross or something, and we're kind of just wandering. And you, you feel that you're not being productive, and then you realize, no, this is part of the process, <laughs> is that we're wandering, you know, up and down the aisles, just kind of staring at each other going, what was that all about? And why did they say this? And so definitely you have to, you have to have it, and you have to give women permission to have that. Exactly. And I love that you have identified what brings rest to you, like the praise music and taking time off and shutting down and, and giving yourself permission to just have a day where you read a novel. And I try to do that, especially in the summertime. And I, I, I read the, the, the book, The Help, and I can't wait to go see the movie tomorrow. But just doing stuff like that is just fun to have a no-brainer where you can just transition sometimes out of the intensity. And, Kathy, we only yeah, have- I- Two minutes before we go into commercial break. Can you tell us how we can find out a little bit more about you and what you're working on right now so those that are listening out there, they can just get involved and be a part of all these things that you are fighting for? Sure. Go to azpolicy.org. That's azpolicy.org. You can find out about Center for Arizona Policy. You can sign up for an email that we send out complimentary every Friday gives you a little bit of a flavor of our commentary on the news. We have a blog. Um, we also have a, a prayer and praise newsletter that goes out every week. Um, on October 29th, we have a Faith in Action event with um, Dr. Dale Tackett from the Truth Project coming um, to the Phoenix area. Um, we'd love to see you at one of our events. And um, you know, feel free to email me with any questions or anything like that. You can um, find me through our website. Well, and we also have information about you and your and a picture of you actually with Sarah Palin um, and your information on our uh, Facebook page, and so w- people can find you that way too. And we just want to say it's been an honor to have you and have you just be vulnerable and share your heartbeat because you have been so encouraging to so many women that are sitting out there going, ah, I don't know what to do or how to do it, and they just need to hear from another woman who's been there, done that, who's giving them permission maybe to think differently, to go, it's okay to do this. And so you have no idea the impact that you have had even this day, but you continually have. And so we're just always your cheerleaders. Just want you to know that. So thank you for taking because we know you're rushing into another meeting, and um, we just can't wait to talk to you again and just uh, keep going. So thanks so much, well, Kathy. Yes, and stay with us. Thank we'll you. Right Bless back. Bye bye. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it. 
Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassi. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on Toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on Togedat.com. Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. We've been talking about leading where you are, and we have two individuals today um, as our guests that are leading from Bulgaria. And they are also the, the sister and the brother-in-law of one of our sound engineers and producers. So we're so excited to have them on the show today. Um, their names are Dal and Beth Stanton, and they are with Daughters of Bulgaria, and they are bringing the hope of Christ. So welcome, Dal and Beth. How are you? Oh, we're doing fine. It's good to be with you. It's great to be with you. Thanks. Well, we just want to start out by uh, you guys sharing with us, what are you doing in Bulgaria? Well, actually, we're in the United States right now, but we have lived in Europe for about, oh, 15, 16 years now. And um, we've been in Bulgaria uh, working with Mission of the World, a church planting team. And uh, we have uh, really Daughters of Bulgaria is more of a movement than it is a ministry because it was something that God kind of brought before us unexpectedly or we weren't looking for a ministry working with prostitutes and those trafficked, but it uh, just kind of uh, through some circumstances and situations, uh, he brought it before us and we had to make some decisions as to how we were going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, we were just talking their last Yes, Kathy, and um, you guys are both kind of said the same thing. You weren't looking. It's like you got 
kind of pushed in this direction, all of a sudden you find yourself in this place of leadership, creating something, and God's putting, you know, a calling in your life. Can you kind of explain a little bit more how that happened and then what, it's like when you get this nudge by God, then what is your next step? What do you do? Because so many times people get a nudge and they just, they don't do anything because they don't know what to do. Can you just kind of explain what, after you kind of got the nudge, then what did you do? Well, the the interesting thing is that we as a, we work with a, a team of missionaries in Bulgaria, and uh, we had already been praying that God would give us uh, a new vision or a fresh vision for what he would want us to be doing in Bulgaria. And uh, interestingly, how he answered that was that uh, a, a woman who works with prostitutes in Berlin, her name is Patricia Green, uh, began to see more and more girls from Bulgaria on the streets where she was working. And she began to pray, and uh, her prayers ended up bringing her on a trip to Bulgaria just to network with believers working in Bulgaria. And that's when we uh, met Patricia in November of 2009. She was with us in Sofia, and uh, and she started telling us things about Bulgaria and the scene there of prostitution that while we knew about it because we drive by prostitutes on the streets every day you know it's a very normal thing to see but mm. for me as a christian man you know i i avert my glance in another direction uh and such but when patricia uh was sharing with us um she spoke about how the Bulgarian mafia makes approximately 6 billion euros a year on the sex industry, and that prostitution was uh, a huge issue of trafficking uh, throughout Europe, uh, and that Bulgaria was one of the beginning points of the human trafficking uh, railway, if you will. And, um, and then she kind of concluded, and what really gripped me uh, is when she said, these women on the streets are our mothers, our sisters, and our daughters. Mm-hmm. And when she said daughters, uh, my she was 15 years old then, Johanna, my daughter, was sitting next to me in that meeting, and all I could see was my daughter on the streets and just praying that if this ever happened to her, if she were trapped or trafficked, that there would be somebody that would take the step to reach out to the girls on the streets. And that really began a time of uh, devoted prayer for all of us uh, as we began really for a year. That was in 2009. uh, We began to research and continue to pray about it. And, And it wasn't until probably the end of 2010 that we really... You know, after doing some trips to different places in Europe, looking at different ministries, that we um, really put forward, you know, that this is what God was calling us to do. Uh, so we wanted to get our ducks in a row first because it is a huge, huge issue and a problem that no one group can address adequately or it by themselves. It's a daunting task. So, so what... What did you get into play? So how are you, I know you can only do, you know, 
basically one gal at a time, but how are you now taking that task on? Beth, go ahead. (laughs) What we're doing right now is uh, there are a small group of us believers, and uh, once or, or, you know, a a couple times a month, we will uh, pack our little gift bags and a cup of co- and our thermos of coffee, thermos of tea, and go to be go out on the streets in the evening and begin to just to be friends, just to establish relationships with some of these gals. And we don't have to say much; they are so anxious for someone just to listen to them talk. Well, and, you know, you hit a key point because I know, like, you know, Patty and I are passionate about the same area, and, and this is a heartbeat with us with women. And, you know, we go into strip clubs and different things. We've been to brothels, and, and we work with um, eradicating child sex slavery here, even in Arizona. Uh-huh. So you're speaking with our heartbeat because it is such a huge problem. And we know as we, um, as we talk with people, it's, it's all about creating awareness, too, but so many people are paralyzed by the thought, like, I don't know what to do, and then... You have some going. We have to blast them with Jesus. We had a couple of people that did that, you know, go right in. And you made a key point is we have to establish relationships. They have to see that that they're loved and that we don't want anything from them. We, right. With women, they're so used to people, what do you want from me? That's like their first question because that's what it's always about. And then I love that you're just having the coffee and establishing relationships and letting them just be heard. And they're not getting that. And so that is a huge component, I think, to this. Yes. And, and it just plays, and it just, it goes back to just loving Jesus and loving others and being there so that they know that there's somebody that cares about them, not for what they can give, and that's safe, that will listen to them. Exactly. Exactly. And what, what did you say your next step was, Beth, after you, you know, you bring them tea and you establish that relationship? Do you guys have a resource or a place for them to go to actually help them, you know, get another job or education and an awareness package? That's where the task really is daunting, and that's where we are networking with uh, other believers throughout the country, really, not just in Sofia, where we live. But um, it, it's, it's a huge task. And so networking is a very, very big part of what we're doing. And so right now in Bulgaria, there are very, very few social agencies, any kind of governmental agencies, uh, NGOs or government-wise, who are equipped or even in place to begin to help, you know, some of these women. And that's a huge issue for prayer right now. What is our next step? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and our uh, sisters who are working in other parts of Europe, the big question is, you know, there's so many Bulgarian women on the streets, many of whom want to come home, but they have nothing to come home to. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are. Yeah. So what do you put in your care packages? Lisa and I go into the clubs here, and we, we bring cupcakes, and occasionally, you know, we'll make them. We have bracelets that are made from our team. What exactly are you guys putting in your care packages? It's just interesting to see that every everybody has that same mutual thing. It all goes back to food and beverages. <laughs> and we made, one of our team members made uh, Christmas cookies that were decorated with frosting, which is something very, very new in Bulgaria. Mm. And another time we had packages of colored popcorn. Um, but along with that, we also... Uh, uh, one of our teammates and the, the teenage girls, the girls in our school, made earrings. 
Uh, so we gifted them with earrings. And another kind of every time we go are the little toilet, the little sample toiletry size shampoos, mm-hmm. soaps, or little sticks of perfume, uh, those kinds of things. We also began to discover that many of the girls on the streets are mothers. Uh-huh. And so we started adding things for their children in the gift bags like a children's Bible, obviously in the Bulgarian language, and DVDs uh, that uh, Campus Crusade puts out that are uh, oriented toward uh, children and things like that. Right. I love that. And, you know, we only have two minutes left. This has gone by so fast. And I love the significant work that you are doing. And how can people find out and learn a little bit more about what you are doing and maybe get involved or maybe just learn a little bit more because it's always so good to hear what's going on across the world, too, in the worldview, because we really are not disconnected from each other. We're, we're really one. So can you just share where we find you? Yes, you can find us at our website at uh, www.mtwbg.com. And that goes to our, our website, and Daughters of Bulgaria is found within that website. Okay, and thank you guys. That is great information to know. And we just have to tell you that um, what you're doing is just phenomenal, and especially to to leave your family and to go across the world and to be able just to um, share Christ. And and we really are, you know, we just see you guys. You are the hope of the world, the the, the, the local church, and that's what you guys are doing as well. Is that you you are church planters, correct? That's correct, and our dream is to plant a church where prostitutes feel welcomed. Well, just listening to this in the few minutes that you have, we can just tell that your heart just is oozing Jesus and oozing love for these girls, and um, and it just God is going to just honor that and bless that. And there's such a need out there, and we just need continually to have warriors like what you guys are doing that are fighting that that are a voice for those that have lost their voice. And like you said, you know, it could be any of our daughters. And a lot of these women are mothers, and, um, you know, we know that God's heart breaks for them. And so thank you just for what you're doing and just for joining us today at Girlfriended and as we all together rally to do the remarkable. Thanks for doing the remarkable. Stay with us. Join us next week. It's been a pleasure talking. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself.